B-Pod Studios. Backstagecountry.com, your online home for all things country music. Wondering who made our list of the top five all-time queens of country music? Did Carrie Underwood make the cut? Find out now when you text Queens to 45911 and scroll through the list on BackstageCountry.com. Text Queens to 45911 to see the talented artists who rounded out our top five list. Are you ready for this? Do, 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 do. This is Felt and Matt. Oh, that's stupid. My uh, God. Oh, Presented by DraftKings Sportsbook on 98.5, the Sports Hub. All right, back here, 98.5, the Sports Hub. Tim McCone, Ted Johnson here with you on this agenda-free Friday, 4 o'clock hour. That means it is uh, time for Chris Gasper. Unfortunately, Gasper is uh, not going to be joining us. There he is. Chris Gasper was brought to you by Premier Basement Waterproofing. Uh, our guy, Mike Albert, wishes everyone a happy new year and reminds you to make 2023 the year you do what Beetle and thousands of homeowners have done. Get a French drain so you too can be on the game over for water train to schedule with crystal call 844 live dry or visit premierbasement.net. it's game over for water uh no chris gasper on this agenda free friday which means we can go right back to the phone calls if that's cool with you ted you got it bud 617-779-0985 the telephone number uh let's go to uh chris in the car chris what's up hey guys so I think we have officially entered the like autopsy of the Patriots dynasty and what really made them successful over the last 20 years. And of course we talked about Brady and Belichick's arrogance and his hubris and his decision-making. I think the one most underrated um, like factor in the last 20 years that isn't given enough credence is how weak the AFC East has been. And, you know, when you think about the fact that, for 20 years, the best quarterback, essentially, the Patriots faced was Chad Pennington. And the best coach they faced was a guy who got a tattoo of a, one of his quarterbacks on his legs. And, you know, a classic example of nepotism and only having a good couple of years of success. Like, the Patriots, yes, they were a big reason why their division stunk for a good 20 years. But a lot of it wasn't. A lot of it was just pure incompetence. And they got fat and happy and were able to get mentally healthy over a lot, uh, over big stretches of their seasons that set them up and teed them up for their playoff runs. And I'm just curious, Ted, from your standpoint, would you agree with the Patriots, is the AFC East and how weak they were for 20 years one of the most underrated factors in their success? And is it being overlooked? Um, and how, like, you know, in the last five years, it's been a lot better. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's a good point. I would say the sustained success. You could point to it. Yeah. Um. I, you know, look. I, I like to think that it, it wouldn't have mattered uh, the Super Bowls that we won. It wouldn't have mattered. It, it, well, I, I shouldn't say that. Look, I, I just think we were worthy Super Bowl champions of the the Super Bowls I won in 03, 04, of oh one oh three oh oh four. That regardless of how weak the division was, that we were still good enough to. But a lot of the regular season wins that are racked up over a 20-year period because of the, how bad the division is, 
Yeah, I mean, there's there there is some truth to that. Well, in talking to you in the past, though, I know Miami might not have been a juggernaut. You said that was like your least favorite place to play, though, right? Miami. That was uh, oh, the, in the, the heat. at the start of the season. Yeah, well, it was it was just because of the heat. Yeah. I, I hated playing there early in the season because of the heat. That yeah. was that was uh, that was. But you're you're right. I mean, I don't know. Like so, I don't, those early 2000 championships. <sighs> I don't. I don't know if anybody was sitting there really dissecting the quarterbacks and how, like, maybe you know, Tessa Verde there for a little while was pretty good with the Jets. I know Chad Pennington was 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 pretty good with the Jets. Um, Buffalo Bills when I played against them had um, Rob Johnson, yeah, uh, you know, Flutie there Flutie. for one year. But um, to your point, I get it. The AFC East even early on in those championships weren't great. I just think you can definitely point to a lot of the regular season success the Patriots had over the last 20 years is because those teams weren't pulling their weight, but it's, it's fine. It's probably top to bottom. I mean, I say top to bottom now that Brady's out of here. I don't know about that, but it, it's more even than it's ever been. Oh, right. For sure. They're, because those teams, the jets are finally, and the dolphins are finally committed to putting winning products out there. They are fed up with for years of being at the bottom and they're doing something about it with the, with their hiring of, of uh, their coaches, and I think just the free agencies, uh, the free agents they're going after shows you they're more dedicated than they've ever been at, at at not being at the bottom of the AFC East anymore. I will say this: when you look at the landscape of the league as a whole, and I know you guys always had to go against Peyton Manning, or you had to go against the Steelers or the Ravens, and the in the Broncos. But I look at the AFC right now, and for the next 10 years, you're going to have to go against Mahomes, Burrow, Josh Allen. Like those three guys are like. Be stud the stud of studs, right? You're talking about like top five quarterbacks in the AFC. That that's a gauntlet. Once you actually get to the postseason, that you're gonna have to go through on a yearly basis. All three of those guys are next level quarterbacks that aren't going anywhere anytime I soon. I think it's the, it's the Buffalo Bills. I mean, they, yeah, they, they, you have Josh Allen twice a year in your division. Um, he's gonna be their their quarterback for the next ten years. Um, and I think the only way to really keep up, to be honest, is if you have a quarterback that's not too dissimilar to those that skill set. Yeah, yeah. You, you know the the, the pocket quarterback uh, and where everything's got to be perfect. You got to have the offensive line being perfect. Um, is I just don't think that's the way to go anymore. But that's the quarterback. I think Bill's always. We, you know, I, I've always wanted to know this, Tim. I've always wanted to know Bill if he has a file on what he looks at for in each position. Like, can you figure out what he likes in a wide receiver? Because I can't. No, I have no idea. <laughs> what what characteristics does he value? I don't know. Like, because they, they all come in different shapes and sizes, and it doesn't make. But the quarterback is is okay. You can say he's got to be accurate and he's got to be smart. Okay, well, I thought that's what Mac Jones is, and it, look how that's going. Right, right. So, it, it's. It, I would love to know exactly what he sees in each position, but when it comes to the quarterback position, I don't think Bill values a big arm. A running quarterback, uh, an athletic quarterback, because has he ever drafted one? Right, and doesn't it feel like that? Like you said too, going off the you're going off script a little bit. Feels like the exact opposite of what he wants in a quarterback. So while all that some of these other guys, a Josh Allen can make these ridiculous play, Mahomes can make a ridiculous play. He just wants a guy that hey, just do what I tell you, just just do what I tell you, and that's all. Don't don't uh, go off script and, and at all. It's very hard to win. I think football games consistently when you have a quarterback that's limited. It has to have everything perfectly around it because guys are getting injured all the time. There's coaching changes all the time. It's in and out. So you you need great players. 
Yeah. You know, uh, the, 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 that system that you had here that worked for so long, it, you know, it went bye-bye three years ago, right? It's in Tampa Bay anymore yeah, now, so he ain't coming back. 617-779-0985. Let's go to uh, Mike in the car. Mike, what's up? Ted, Ted, thank God you're not a Patriots apologist, rum swab. I, I can't believe that whoever that reporter was called in and said that Bill Belichick is doing a great job. That, that, that is so disgusting. Just like you said, they added players this year. Last year, Mac Jones started to progress, get better and better. The one thing that changed between this year and last year is the offensive coordinators. It's been a disaster since training camp. It's been a disaster during the season. The tight ends they brought in, the two most overpaid tight ends in the league, they're terrible. They can't make calls. They can't make catches. They're not making touchdowns. Bill is the guy. I think you got to do like what Dallas Cowboys did. When they got rid of Tom Landry, just cut it from the head down, start back over. This team is absolutely a disaster, and we deserve better. And, Ted, thank you for being the guy who calls it how it is. I appreciate your opinion. You're, you're welcome. It's not easy. I'm not, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I come, came back to this market four or five years ago, and it's, you know, it's, has it hasn't always been easy for me because I, 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 you know, I have a, 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 an opinion sometimes that is, um, you know, not what people would think being a former player. But I try. I try to be tell my my truth and be honest with it. Um, and it's it's uh, you know it, it's it's uh, it's not easy. This is a tough market because there's a lot of people that would probably rather I just shut up and go away. So thank you for that kind words. I appreciate it. Uh, let's go to uh, Carol in Maine. Carol. Hi. Um, thanks for taking my call. So um, I I really really feel that Patriots Nation has just been really spoiled. Um, 20 years of the Belichick-Brady regime, you know, they had a well-oiled um, machine going there. You know, yeah, ins and outs of some players and such, but they really had it down. You, you know, it's a puzzle piece you have to put together to make this all work. And I think right now they're struggling with Brady left. The offensive um, coordinator position they put in is obviously not working. But it just seems like there's always a blame game. Let's blame Belichick. Well, he is the leader, and he's led this team for many years in a great way. So I think people just need to step back, give him some time. And Bill's not stupid. He's going to make the changes needed. As you know, at halftime, he always makes the adjustments and yeah. seems to work. So. We'll see. I don't know. That's uh, A lot of people are, st- are not sure. Uh, they Some people would disagree with you that – you know, Bill's a smart guy. He's a smart guy. It, it, it doesn't look too smart putting Matt Patricia in as offensive no, coordinator. No, so a lot of these wounds are self-inflicted, right? So, uh, yeah, again, he's the guy in charge right now with Belichick versus Brady three years ago. This is where you're at year three, and it feels like the offense is regressing and going in the wrong direction. And so, yeah, I think people are frustrated by that. Again, you moved on from the greatest quarterback of all time, and that's fine. But when the product starts to look like this, and again, you're seeing – you know, young players that you were banking on kind of being that next generation take a huge step back, and a lot of a lot of that is because of the coaching staff that you assembled around them. I think it's fair to second guess what's going on right now. Uh, absolutely, and you, one thing that's I think for a lot of people here's there was a standard that was set. Yes, Bill great said point. It. There's great all point. these tenets, all these things, these pillars, and these principles that uh, you know do your job and do what's best for the team, and never putting a guy in a position. I've always put him in a position to succeed, and all these things, and a lot of them have been totally uh, kind of shown that 
that to be a fraudulent kind of thing. Well, it's a sliding it, scale too. Even post game, you hear some of this stuff. You go, wait, wait, ex- wait, wait. That's not what I've heard for the last twenty the excuse years. Excuse making, yeah. and we don't look back. We only look forward. There's a lot of looking back and making excuses. Um, a lot of these pillars and tenants that used to be staples that you, we'd always say about this team are no longer, and I think it's hard for people to process that. Um, and there's really, at the end of the day, really, really only one person to blame. Uh, all right, let's go to uh, Sean in Dorchester. Sean. Hey, guys, thanks for taking my call. So you guys mentioned uh, Marcus Jones being out on Sunday, and your first thought, a cornerback being out, your first thought was, wow, what's what's going to happen with the offense? Isn't that just just doesn't go to show how bad of a GM Bill has been with the contracts and he can't get a receiver. They, the tight ends have been terrible. We're worried about the corner being out on Sunday and how the offense is going to operate. I think Bill, the GM, is hurting this team so much because I still think he's a good coach. But Bill, the GM, and just the, the coaching decisions and the roster decisions, is just it's unbelievable how bad it's been. Anyone else probably would have been fired by now. I just want to get your thoughts. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, the Marcus Jones things to me, like you said, obviously, and being a corner, that's going to be a huge loss to them, especially if Jalen Mills can't go in this game. You know, my only point was it's one of the few guys that's felt like a bright spot and, and a potential difference maker, whether that's in on special teams or kind of a game breaker here. And you've gotten a couple big, big plays over the last few weeks on the offensive side of, uh, of the ball without Marcus Jones there this week. We'll see. Does Kendrick Bourne get eleven snaps this week? I don't. I don't know how many snaps is Kendrick Bourne playing. I don't know. I don't know where you're turning to on offense this week uh, for that spark. That's what kind Can of concerns we, me. On, on, when we come back, I want to talk about maybe just the general manager job that Bill has done and and drafting and free agents. Yeah, and what that entails and kind of what I think is going on there. All right, it's an agenda free Friday. We'll do that next year on ninety eight five. Felger and Mass on 98.5 The Sports Hub and streaming anywhere you go, go, go on the go, Sports go, Hub app. Backstagecountry.com, your online home for all things country music. Lainey Wilson is on a roll. She's delivering great music and teaming up with some of country's hottest acts. Text Lainey to 45911 to see which four Lainey Wilson collabs have us talking at BackstageCountry.com. Text Lainey to 45911 to get a link to the list sent right to your phone from BackstageCountry.com. Now, more of Felger and Mad. Now, on, on, on the Sports Hub. All right, back here, 98.5, the Sports Hub, Agenda Free Friday. Tim McCone, Ted Johnson. Uh, Ted, before we went to break, uh, you wanted to uh, touch on uh, Bill Belichick, the GM, and some of the decisions well, that have gone on uh, to free agency and uh, some of his roster moves. Yeah, I don't know. So, the, like, the free agent class that they, they brought in last year, um, you know, it, it looks like a lot of it's – some of it's not working out. I mean, you know, Jonu Smith, clearly – I mean, you'd say – I thought Kendrick Bourne was going to work out this year, but he's – you know, having the year he's having. Um, Nelson Aguilar's been, right? You haven't hardly heard from him. Uh, Devontae Parker this year. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, there's, you know, and then the drafting, although I think it's been better, you know, there's there's still some some holes in the drafting. That's all time-consuming. That's like, that is just talking to people, film, 
watching film, going to pro days, going to uh, campuses. That's like a lot of work. And so the only point I would make is, you know, people go, you know, Bill, he's still a great coach. He's still a great coach. And he is. But the other stuff, the general manager stuff that where you know you have a personnel side, you have a collegiate side, I mean, a, you know, NFL side and a, and a collegiate side, I feel like there's a lot of kind of cracks in that that system because that takes a lot of work. And as you, as you, this is what I'm trying to say is, Bill, as he gets older, you go, okay, what is, what is he, you know, what what is what is getting older? Where is he going to maybe you're going to see some of the areas that he's going to yeah. fall off on? Yeah. It's that kind of stuff because scouting players is hard work and it is time consuming and it, it takes a lot of time to get to know these. Guys. And I just don't think Bill's. And understandably, working that hard at that anymore, and so I think you're seeing some of the the repercussions for that. Right, so, let, so that his, I just think him getting older is a a factor when it comes to missing on a lot of draft picks and and free agents. Let me ask this question: I throw this hypothetical at you. Do you think there's any chance that all right, he's getting older, he doesn't want to put in the work necessarily as much as he was in the past? Could you ever see him saying, you know what, I just want to be the head coach? Or do you think he just the, the control factor there wouldn't allow him no to just move off from that? No, yeah. no, I don't think so. And and I've and I've said this, Bill, he doesn't. I think Bill looks at this, the New England Patriots, like as his own. I think Bill Belichick feels everybody's. Do you think he cares about who he hands this the ball off to when he retires? Do you think it's important to him to have somebody in place that's his guy? Yeah. Does, does it feel like it is important? Yeah. It does to me too. Why? Why, why does like you don't own the team? Well, why is it important that you you're not the owner of this team? You're 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 a coach. There's been other coaches here, and there'll be other coaches after you. Why do you have to have a coach that you want to follow in your footsteps? So, in, in example, what I'm trying to say is there's a lot that Bill influences as far as. Who's propped up? Who's on this list? Who's remembered a certain way? Who is like Bill wants to be the New England Patriots as opposed to he was a coach for the New England Patriots. Yep. He is the New England Patriots. So Bill, I think his he sees it that way. So you talk about control. He wants to control everything. He wants to control how guys that he coached, how they're looked at when they're done and retired. Who sh- you know who who, who who shouldn't you look at? Uh, who's in? Who's still working there when he's gone? He wants to have control. He wants to retire from the Patriots, but still have his hand in everything that goes on here. That's how I perceive it. All right, six one seven 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 nine zero ninety eight five. Ferd is in Worcester. Ferd, what's up? Good afternoon, guys. Merrick, I mean, happy New Year to you and your families. Same thanks um, to you. Before, thank you. Uh, before I make my point about the Patriots, Ted. Um, I respected you as a player, and I respect you for your work on the radio. There's no BS that comes from you, my friend. It's refreshing and very welcome. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, no problem. Um, about the Patriots, I hate to say this, but they're going to find a way to lose on Sunday, whether it's going to be from coaching or from the way that they play. They're just going to shoot themselves in their foot. I mean, they're so their their confidence is down the crapper, and the coaching doesn't make that any better. Um, I'll let you um, make a comment on that, and uh, enjoy the rest of your day. 
All right, Ted. So again, uh, for those that haven't heard yet, let me pull up this injury report right now because oh. the Pats are going to be without some uh, some key pieces uh, for sure uh, in this game. Uh, there, uh, we already mentioned uh, Marcus Jones not going to be uh, active for the Pats. He's out with a concussion. Jack Jones uh, out with a knee. Jonu Smith dealing with a concussion, and Devontae Parker also dealing with a concussion. All those guys are out. Uh, one bit of good news: Damian Harris off the injury report, but and with Jalen Mills, right? Uh, and Jalen Mills limited. Uh, with the groin injury okay, at practice today. So um, we'll see what happens there. Um, but just your your gut reaction to some of this news and how this is starting to shape up for Sunday. It's interesting. I, I'm, I'm I'm looking at the injury list, and it's like, wow. But it's long on both sides. So you, yeah. the Patriots have lost four out of the last five. The Miami Dolphins have lost the last four games. And sometimes you go, oh, that injury list is getting long. Huh. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, guys are guys are maybe like yeah, yeah it's lingering a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could maybe come back this week, but so you you wonder how much of that is going on the head stuff. I will, I will, I take that stuff very seriously. Um, but it, it, it's that's gonna that's gonna that's a that's a major concern, especially in the secondary. Uh, clearly, if, uh, if 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 you know Marcus Jones is going to be out there, if Jalen Mills is is he hasn't played in the last few games, he's if he's going to be limited with a groin. Uh, that's that's cause for concern, but it's it's interesting. I mean, a lot of people have just kind of they feel defeated about this game. I mean, the Patriots they got to win this game. If they win this game and next week they are in the playoffs. I mean, do people realize that? It's 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 amazing where where we are right now. Is it? I think everyone's resigned to the fact that that yeah, they might make the playoffs, but this isn't a playoff team. This is the first year they've gone to seven teams. Right now, the Patriots are hanging on to maybe try and get a seventh seed. Right now, they're I think they're the eighth they're the, behind the Miami Dolphins right now. The Miami Dolphins, if the playoffs started today, would be in and not the Patriots. But the, but the overall point is it's kind of amazing that the Patriots, you beat the Miami Dolphins, which that is very much on the table. I don't care, you know, with Teddy Bridgewater playing and not too yeah. And then who knows what's going to happen in the next week with Buffalo. They might not be playing people. that They could go to the playoffs here. But it doesn't feel like people are excited about the, that that opportunity because of just wh- how it's looked. I think people kind of know this is not a playoff team. Uh, you mentioned this uh, just a second ago, but you've got two teams here coming into Sunday that are both going in the wrong direction, right? Not playing their best football. That was a calling card for the Patriots always, right? Kind of peaking in December, playing their best football late in the season. You go back to 2019, this team was kind of falling apart at the end. And then the last three years, they've been doing that as well. Why has that changed? Why are the Patriots now not peaking when they they should be? What's what's kind of changed with the the landscape of New England where where that just has not been the case? You know, it's 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 player development. I think a lot of times young guys, you know, the season gets on. Are they are they are they improving? Um, I think uh, I think uh, the quality of coaching has gone down um, on this team, and it's um, you know there's. And that's kind of a sad part. Why aren't why aren't there? You would think there would be. And this is a side thing, real quick. Is just why aren't there like all these young, aspiring young coaches that why aren't they knocking at Bill's door to come here? It's been an exit, a mass yeah, exodus, and then retreads that come back. Yeah, it's right. Yeah. It's and so um, for whatever reason, these players aren't developing, and I think that's a big reason why they're 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 fumbling towards the end of the season. And I'll be honest, if you kind of look at, I think, the last four years, 19, 20, 21, and 22, I always, it always has looked like, especially in that 2019 season, cupcakes to start the season. They have had really easy games to start the season, and as the season's gone on, it's they've had stiffer competition, and you 
<laughs> so that's a big reason. Look, you why. go back to last year, and it's the same thing, right? You kind of had that soft spot in the middle of the schedule, and then, like you said, you played yeah. more legit teams down the end, and then yep. you go back to this year. It's a good point, too. You went through it at the last hour, but man, the, the quarterbacks that you've beaten this year are, are nobody. Jared Goff is far and away the best quarterback that you've beaten this year. Otherwise, it, it's it's been nobody. So, yeah, to, to to that point as well, it's not like you're you're beating murderers at any point in these seasons, too. Uh, 617-779-0985 is the telephone number. I'm going to get back to your phone calls here on an Agenda Fury Friday after Hub Headlines. Backstagecountry.com, your online home for all things country music. Wondering who made our list of the top five all-time queens of country music? Did Carrie Underwood make the cut? Find out now when you text Queens to 45911 and scroll through the list on BackstageCountry.com. Text Queens to 45911 to see the talented artists who rounded out our top five list. It's Vulgar and Mass. Oh, I'm sorry. That's next door. It's being hit on the head lessons in here. 98.5 The Sports Hub. All right, 617-779-0985, the telephone number. It's an agenda-free Friday here. I've uh, been talking Patriots. Let's see you guys lined up wanting to do that. I do want to get into some Celtics because that's uh, where you yeah. started. And uh, I, I, thought was, it was a, I thought it was a big win last night. I and did, too. I'm also the guy that said it was a sneaky big game against the Magic. So, yeah. Take but you it were the right, though, bro. Thank you. You Thank were, you. Dude, yes. did you get did you get I validation co-signed for that? on that, McCone, I so did, you're right. I, you were right. Yes. We did, you did? Right. Oh, yeah. And I was in the building, and they lost two games to Orlando. That was that was a huge, great call, you guys. Because and, and I think Feller size and matters, Ted. <laughs> Orlando size mattered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and and, I, and my feeling is that uh, Mike and, and Tony did what they do, which is shame you and oh yeah, make that fun stuffed me in a locker. Yeah, exactly. You. Yeah, yep. And you guys ended up being right. I hope they said As they usual. were sorry. Yeah. Uh, no, but when it comes to to last night, I just thought it was a nice bounce back game against the team that beat you by twenty points, like you mentioned too. You know, you're going up against a team that has Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. Big spot for the Celtics. How are you going to respond and bounce back? And and they pulled out a win. And I just think, man, this team all year, um, you know, they've responded. And they've they've punched back. And they've hit back. Outside of that Golden State game, I've been unbelievably impressed with the way that they started the year. When they had all that adversity with the, the coaching change and everything that was going on there. To just getting off that hot start and then following that up. And the way that they've bounced back from kind of that that meh stretch that they went on, including the Orlando stuff, to beat Milwaukee on Christmas Day, to have the Clippers come in here and get a, uh, revenge that loss. Uh, I, I couldn't be higher on the Celtics right now. But besides uh, Jimmy thinking that they still are a one, they need one big, one big, and I, I could see that. What uh, Maybe before it's all said and done, it's just it would be nice to have another, another big on, in there. Um, I have a criticism of last night, if you're interested. Go for I it, I would Jimmy. love it because I don't know how you could – other than they gave up a 10-point lead at the end of the game. So this was what I was going to say. They were trying to burn the clock at the end of the game instead of playing their offense. The Celtics team, when it's at its best, is being aggressive to the basket, passing the basketball with just beautiful game. Did you, did you, but last night, yep. 
they're they're winding the clock down until the absolute moment that Marcus Smart has to pick up the basketball. They're trying to extend the Clippers' defense, but what happened was they got trapped and they're turning the basketball over. And and thankfully, Derek White and Al Horford came up with important blocks, but that was a little touch and go there at the end because they were playing not to lose instead of what they're best at, and that's playing to win. That's interesting, Jimmy. So so you're you're being critical of the play in which they they put the ball. They, 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 you know, the Clippers made a shot. Yeah. And so the, the, uh, the, you know, the Celtics inbound the ball, but they just kind of set it on the ground and let it roll. Well, it, it, the, the play clock or the play clock still running, but the shot clock is not until the player touches it. Yep. So you can sit there until someone forces count. the issue, right? You can sit there and let the ball sit there until somebody forces the issue to make you pick it up. So, the Celtics were doing that. I did a, a did and then a, the the Clippers defense at the end they were blitzing Jason Tatum and nobody was coming to the basketball to help Jason Tatum. Okay, so you, this is this is good. Um, I, I, look, I like the game because they they pulled it out. They they kind of like handled their business. And they finally they they made it a little bit you know uh, they they a little bit scary dicey. There, a little dicey. And Jalen Brown's at the line trying to close it out and. All I have is visions of him missing his three free throws before halftime at the Christmas Day Milwaukee Dude, game. And yeah. now the Clippers are going to take it down with a chance to win the basketball game on a three-point or tie the basketball game on a three-point shot. All right. Well, Jimmy, maybe this info that I'm about to give you will make you feel better. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But one of my concerns when we worked on Tuesday was, uh, when especially coming into the season, was how are they going to do in crunch time? Because the, 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 uh, the Celtics – were the worst, or I think they were ranked 29th in the NBA in uh, at crunch time. They were terrible finishing games and crunch, clutch games. I see uh, crunch, clutch games, um, where if the score was within five points with five or fewer minutes remaining. That is a clutch situation. All right, so in clutch games last year, they were terrible, one of the worst, if not the worst. Uh, last year in clutch games, again within five points. With five or fewer minutes remaining, that's what classifies as a clutch game. Last year, they were 13 and 22 in those games. Uh, offensive rating of 97.7, a defensive rating of 107.2, and a net rating of uh, minus 9.5. This year, in clutch games, the Celtics are 10 and 5. They have a 117 offensive rating, a 103 defensive rating, and a plus 13.7 net rating. So, Although you are, in, you rightfully uh, so. It's a singular event. Yep. I'm not. I'm not concerned. Big C, just small C. Gotcha. Concerned. Noted. I got you. That's that's uh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And they're still winning the championship, no doubt. I mean, you know, my tears, my NBA tears. I I would tell you that the Celtics are number one. Yeah. Yeah. With a bullet. And, and okay, real quick. Uh, who would, who's the closest? Plus, uh, who's closest in second? So I would say the Warriors, and they're not even in the playoffs right now, but it's just because if the Warriors get, get in, in, they're a threat to take it yeah. all. And then it's yeah. the Bucks, and then it's Tim McCone's Brooklyn Nets. Where are you with the Nets, Ted? I'm, I'm out on the and Nets. And then it's everybody else. I'm, I'm out on the Nets. Thank you. Yeah, Me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's Ten in a gonna... row, 14 of their last 15. They have Durant. Kyrie's playing well for now, yeah. and yeah. they're going to add somebody. I you, promise you, you they're going to add somebody. slip in that for now pretty quickly because that's going to go off the rails at some point in, in Brooklyn. I'm sorry. I just 
You've seen it too many times. You saw it here in Boston. It's just uh, I find it incredibly hard to believe that team's going to be locked in and engaged throughout the whole year, and it's not going to be a dumpster fire by the time the postseason rolls around because it will be. It but will be. Besides what Jimmy and Jimmy's brings up a good point, they do they do get a little tight, and when they're free flowing, and it's just you're just playing basketball. They are, they are hard to beat, but there was just I thought there was a lot of really good things to take away from that game last night. Marcus Smart, his stat line, uh, what uh, fourteen points, nine assists. Yep. Uh, two steals and a block. Uh, perfect, perfect. Um, Rob Williams is in there for 21 minutes. Um, you know it, what I love about Rob Williams having him? It's like it's like a feels like a luxury. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. You don't need him to score. No, like you don't need. But he's always a threat too with the lob, right? With the lob, and then the, what he brings defensively, defensively is an absolute game changer. Yeah. And can I? And I'm going to say something, and I. I'm curious to hear what you guys think, if there's any pushback. I'm about to say this about one Grant Williams. You ready? Yep. Elite defender. I think he's an elite defender. At times. Okay. All right. All right. Um, At but, times. When he really gets up there and gets in people's business yeah. and is really shooting his mouth off, yeah, that's okay, when have, have an elite defender. When he decides to be an elite defender, he's an elite defender. How's that? Is that better? Yeah. When he decides to be but Teddy, don't back down just just because I'm pushing back. Well, you know what you you know you know basketball probably a little bit better than me, but probably um, the best on the station, really. <laughs> if I don't say my say protecting so myself. those tickets, he's protecting those tickets over there. Yeah, um, so, CJ, let's sit let's sit courtside sometime. That'd be nice. I would would you would you mind inviting oh, me sometime? I would love that. TJ's too. I've helped TJ out a few times. You have, but you've you've been you've come through, Jimmy, and I and I've appreciated that. But there was. Besides, I thought just Rob Williams, the way he played, the way Marcus Smart played, the way the two uh, Jays played, getting off to a hot start. Now they, you know, they got off the, come you know, starting the third quarter. Uh, they were turning the ball over a little bit, but I don't know. I just the makeup of this team has me really excited too. It does. All right, six one seven 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 nine zero ninety eight five. I know you guys are hanging on, wanting to talk Patriots. We'll do that on the other side. It's an agenda free Friday. Felger and Mass, Tim McCone, Ted Johnson, in for the guys. It's Felger and Maz on 98.5 The Sports Hub. Follow these guys on Twitter at Felger and Maz. Backstagecountry.com, your online home for all things country music. Country music has so many generous artists who always seem to jump in to help those in need. We're spotlighting five who lead by example and lend a helping hand to charitable causes. See who made our list when you text GIVE to 45911. Text GIVE to 45911 and read all about it right now on BackstageCountry.com. They're Boston's number one afternoon radio program for a reason. They're always stupid with the purpose. It's Felger and Mass, 98.5 The Sports Hub. All right, 617-779-0985, the telephone number. Get uh, back to the phone calls, and let's go talk to uh, Mickey and Orange. Mickey, what's up? Hey, hey, listen. I I seen Teddy Broski. I mean, Teddy Roosevelt and Teddy. Yeah, you guys. I seen them, and after the first Super Bowl, you, Ted, uh, David Patton yep. at Six Flags. And it was awesome, Teddy. You're good. Oh, oh, thank you. But am I Teddy my, Roosevelt? My or, que- yeah, go ahead. My my second question is: 
we braid we who drafted Brady? Can we still get him here or what? <laughs> My man, um, enjoy enjoy uh, the cocktails. Yeah, I was gonna say I was Six Flags. Yeah, it was yeah, a good yeah. time. Yeah, uh, I, 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 I guess he meant Teddy Johnson as opposed to Teddy, Teddy Roosevelt? Roosevelt. Yeah, there were Roosevelt Colvin. <laughs> Maybe that's who he's thinking of. <laughs> Um, I don't know. What was the question? Uh, I don't know if there was one, uh, I'm really. Not sure. There yeah. wasn't. I yeah. love Rosie Colvin, for the record. Good, Good guy. Great guy. Uh, let's I, think go. He, I think he owns a postal service in Indianapolis still. Really? Are you kidding me? No. Good for him. Rosie Colvin, very like a UPS good, very shrewd him? businessman. Wow. Good for him. Uh, Rocky's in Carver. Rocky. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey. Uh, what's up, President Johnson? Yeah, hello. Um, <laughs> At ease, soldier. I had, I had three quick things real quick. Um. One, I think the reason his fans were upset with Belichick is because he still goes around like he's winning Super Bowls every other year, and he's not. He's just slightly above average than everyone else. Um, Ted, when you were talking about your buddy who was writing the column about how he's doing such a great job with the roster, well, he constructed the roster. He better be doing okay. And then the third thing was uh, about fans, us going to the playoffs. We all know what's going to happen when we get to the playoffs. Like, what big deal? I, I'd almost rather lose so we get a better draft pick. Thanks, guys. Bye. Wow. You know, it is kind of amazing, though, that that's where we're at, the state of affairs, that that's where fans are That at. that's a conversation. Th- well, it's... there's like getting into the postseason. Like we said, you, you go back to 2018, right? Teams coming off the Miami Miracle. You're trending in the wrong direction. And then those two get-right games at the end of the season have you feeling good heading into the postseason, and you go on that run, right? That's great. That's one thing. There's also all those teams back in the day that you would play after the bye, when it, whether it was like Tennessee with Mariota or it was Tim Tebow's Broncos, where, yeah, I guess you guys are in the postseason, but guess what? You're going to get absolutely steamrolled your first game, and that's what this feels like. Yeah, it's inevitable. Okay, make, maybe you make the postseason. Then you're going to play Josh Allen and the Bills, and you've got no shot. And no, no, not all seven and eight teams are created equal. Like That's if a good point too. If yes. you're in Jacksonville right now, how are you, you feeling feel about a your lot team? better about it? Yes. How are you feeling about the if you're a Detroit Lion fan? Yeah, right. They're they're both uh, seven and eight. You know, even the Jets to some degree. You know, now that uh, Zach Wilson has been benched, and I think uh, Mike White is going to be starting. Those are places that you go, well, they're 7-8, but they, at least they're optimistic about their future and where their teams are going. That's such a good point because coming into this year, I have spent so much time on, on all the shows here on 98.5, and we were talking about the, the landscape of the AFC. And nobody thought that the Patriots were going to be a true playoff contender, right? You didn't think they were going to be in the mix. But I think we all thought coming into this year, man, you see a big step from Mac Jones, or if you saw some some things you could build on moving forward – you'd feel a lot better about the situation. The problem is right now, you know, you might not be a playoff team, but the regression on the offensive side of the ball is just, it's beyond disappointing and it's deflating because you're sitting there going, all right, well, do you actually have the franchise quarterback? Again, this was probably going to be a tough year regardless, but if you felt good about Mac Jones going into next year, it's a whole different ball game. There's there's not a lot to feel good about going into next season. And I, and I've, I was writing it in my notes um, different shows I've done in the, about a month ago, I started kind of writing down style points matter. Yes. Like it, it's, I know it's a, it's about winning and losing, but it's kind of like, I don't know. It's, it's like watching the Red Sox. Okay. You, they can maybe win games, but if we don't know who the players are and they're doing it, you know, in a ways that's like not that exciting, it, it's not, it's not an enjoyable product. It's the Patriots are not putting out an uh, enjoyable product right now. And if you want to get fans excited even if the wins aren't coming, at least make it look like a better product and, and make it, 
the Patriots all season long have had this defensive mentality, this wait for the other team to make a mistake, play very conservatively in their play calling, in their in-game management, and it is, it, it's just not a fun product to watch. And I think you want to keep fans at least hanging on, even if the, if the wins are coming, make it more exciting. Yeah. You know, I mean, and, and they're, you know, that you got two games left. So, you know what? And I think it was Karen Gregian wrote an article in, in the Herald today that was like, you know what? Throw caution to the wind. Like, what do you got, what do you got to lose? I mean, honestly, like just I, uh, two games. Yeah. Oh well. You know. I mean, even if they won the next two games, does anybody think they're going to make any uh, right. headway in the uh, in, in the playoffs? Throw caution to the wind and just change up what you're doing and see how it looks. Because stylistically, it is not a fun product to watch. That Colts game and that last Jets game didn't do it for you, huh? Oh, stylistically, are you, are you, tough sledding, man. I don't know how you do post game. That's uh, that, those are some tough uh, tough games. Not, not tough easy, watches. brother. Uh, let's go talk to uh, Matt and Acton. Matt. Hey guys, how you doing? Good, Matt. Good. So uh, on agenda free, I just wanted to ask uh, if you guys, if you three guys believe in you know New Year's resolutions, sports centric or not, um, what might they be? Because I'm trying to be uh, a more technical wrestler oh. and eat more cats. Oh, there you go. Uh, I think okay. there's, uh, there you go. Do you, you got it in there? <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Jimmy. Shout out to yeah, you. Yeah, you got to dice them up in the basement <laughs> and play as a catches cat can wrestler. That's uh, my best Fred Toucher voice doing me. I will say, like, New Year's yeah. resolutions, I'm probably your worst nightmare because I'm the definition of a, like, First, like ten days of the year, I'll be the I'll be at the gym every the gym day, working out, the and then elf. I'll yeah, I'll be hogging the machines that you want to be on, and then you'll never see me again thirty after days those first ten days to, yeah. to make it a habit. That's thirty days. Don't so I usually days. don't get to thirty. Yeah, no, no. I usually why it's like, first ten days are good. Then I pull in after work, and I'm sitting there in my car, and I'm like, you know what, mm, I'm all set. Then you drive away from the gym, you don't actually go in. And then that's usually all she wrote. And yeah. You gotta, yeah. And you're probably a victim of auto renewal also. Oh, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. So 10 bucks a month is like, ah, it's just 10 bucks it's a month. And bucks. then yeah. you're six nope. months down You'll and you're down six again. bucks. Like, where is yeah, this? The problem is when you have a lot of things that are auto withdrawal, like on Apple Pay. I just keep seeing these like $5 Apple yep. Pays. That's it. Those yeah. add up, probably, oh, right? Oh, definitely. They yeah. definitely do. But you're right. You see $5 and you're like, whatever. The problem is you got like 30 of them and then. Yeah, that's it. And the gym is definitely one of those uh, for me, no question. All right, 617-779-0985 is the telephone number. It is an agenda-free Friday. Uh, See a lot of you guys lined up wanting to talk Patriots. Going to step aside here and give you hub headlines. We're back in 90 seconds, and then it's to your phone calls after this.